0: Good morning and welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) This is three days in a row recording an episode and I don't know if that's concerning or inspiring for myself. (laughs) Either way, I'm putting out the disclaimer that this could be the three and then I don't know what's going to come after. I'm just letting you know. I'm in a state of overflow. I have a lot of things that I want to share. That aside, how are you doing? How are things going? Let me know. Let's connect. I apologize if you can hear the roosters in the background. I live in Mexico and it's seven in the morning. <laughs> okay, let's get right into it. So why is sobriety the number one thing that you can do for your confidence? Why is sobriety the number one thing that you get to do to be a confident person? I wanna start with a little bit of personal share because I always do. I have always been someone who has sought out alcohol as a way to feel good about herself. I was always the one that was desiring to be seen, was desiring to go out and receive attention and receive validation and acknowledgement and compliments for who I was based off of my looks and my appearance straight up i was the girl who wanted that and i know i'm not alone in that because i know majority of people are desiring that as well hence why we use alcohol in the first place that is an episode for another time but that is who i was i wanted to feel confident i wanted to feel good in my skin my body was not a place of safety. My home that I live in, my vessel, <laughs> my temple, which is my body, was not a place that I had made peace with. It was a place that I was trying to harm and escape due to trauma. And I just didn't feel comfortable in my body. I hadn't made peace and I wasn't in love with who who I was. And I wanted to feel confident, I wanted to feel good, I wanted to feel sexy, I wanted to feel desired like everyone else. And so I would go out and I would drink on the weekends. Again, like most normal 20 year olds. Except I never actually felt confident. I never really felt confidence. I don't even know if I knew what true, genuine confidence coming from the inside out actually felt like. Maybe when I was younger. However, the ages of like 18 to 23, I don't know. I have no idea if I knew what real confidence was. I I know that I knew how to drink and how to get validation and how to feel good about myself. But to feel Confident about who I am as a person, that comes from getting to know yourself. And that's exactly what I did. And why is sobriety the biggest indicator that plays into this? The biggest part of this game that we're playing? Because we all want to feel confident. We all want to know ourselves. We all want to feel good. Validation being desired ego gratification all of that dis- all of that aside we all want to feel confident in our skin in who we are as a person in what we're doing in life we all desire that confidence and so sobriety is so important for this because well i'm going to go through three reasons but why sobriety specifically and not just Casual social drinking. The thing with casual social drinking, if you're doing it Fridays and Saturdays, if you're doing it Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and maybe only having two or three drinks, but you're still doing it consistently every week, that is the difference between your body not being able to regulate and get back into a state of natural dopamine regulation and naturally feeling calm and peaceful and without anxiety. And so again, I have more episodes that I want to share with you, more things that I want to share with you about the actual science and the specifics behind sobriety and drinking alcohol, being a casual drinker versus a social drinker, being an occasional drinker versus versus a social drinker, versus considering having a problem and also sobriety and what that looks like. And so for where I'm at in my life, when I say sobriety, I mean non-drinking at all, like have not had a sip of alcohol in a year. So the purpose of sobriety in your confidence is so that you do not have anything to rely on. So over my journey of the last year and six months of sobriety, I have been working on how do I actually feel confident without the assistance of a substance? And now you're probably like, wait, you just said a year of sobriety, but then you said a year and six months. (laughs) If you don't know my story that well, then go back to my Instagram and read one of my captions, okay? (laughs) Specifically the photo with the pink background and I'm wearing a green skirt. Okay, moving forward. There are different stages and variations of drinking and where you fall on that spectrum, it does matter. I'm not going to say that it doesn't because it does. Because when we're talking about establishing our sense of self, it's important to be a clear channel. It's important to be a clear vessel, meaning that we have had sober moments for, an, for a substantial amount of time. We have not consumed alcohol for a significant period so that it is no longer in our system and we've had the chance to regulate and get back to a baseline. Get back to a baseline that has not been heavily influenced by alcohol. So why it is the number one thing that you can do for your confidence and how does it relate to stopping for a substantial amount of time? And I'm talking about two to three months, at least at the bare minimum, two to three months, so that you can really learn yourself, so that you can really begin to understand yourself. The number one thing is because you can no longer avoid yourself. And why this is so important, why being sober for at least three months is so important, is because you can no longer avoid yourself. You are forced to make peace with who you are as a person. So this is the number one thing that you can do for your confidence. The first reason, you can no longer avoid yourself and you're forced to make peace with who you are as a person. And if you can't make peace with yourself, it is an incredible opportunity to grow and growth equals confidence. When you can no longer avoid yourself and you are forced to meet yourself face to face, you are going to know yourself. You are going to get to know exactly who you are at your root, at your core, at your essence. And the reason why I said that you need a sober period of at least three months to To achieve this is because you need to be away from the influence of a substance. In order to know who you are, you cannot have any distractions or any influences. When you know yourself deeply on all levels, in all situations, you build your self confidence. If you can't make peace with who you are as a person, as I said, it's an opportunity for growth. It is an opportunity to know yourself better, to know how you handle yourself in situations, to know how you handle yourself in conversation, to know what you like, what you don't like, It is all an opportunity to get to know yourself better. And this is the basis of self-confidence. When you know who you are and how you're going to handle a situation, there's not a lot of fear that comes up. There's not a lot of worry or confusion or anxiety. You just know who you are and you know how to handle yourself and you trust that if anything does come up, you will be able to handle it. And so that is what fosters more confidence. You trust yourself. You trust yourself to handle yourself in every situation. You trust yourself that if something comes up out of the blue, If somebody says something to you in the street that throws you off, you're going to know how to handle it. If someone comes up to you and asks for your number because you're confident, you're going to know how to handle it because you are confident. That was a poor example. Forgive me. (laughs) Number two, why sobriety is the number one thing you can do for your confidence. The second reason, you always make the wise decision. So when you are in a state of sobriety, when you are not being influenced by a substance, you are going to make the most wise decision. And let me break down what the wise decision is for you. The wise decision is the perfect combination, the harmonized decision that takes into consideration the logical, the rational, and the emotional, creative. So this is taking both hemispheres of the brain, both sides of us. It's it's considering our duality and coming to the middle. And so if you're unfamiliar with feminine, masculine, um, again, it's is an episode for another time. I will break that down. But the wise decision is taking our masculine, rational, logical mind side part of us. And it is also considering the emotional, the feminine, the fluid, the flowing side of us. And it is bridging that to make the best decision possible, which is the wise decision. It's coming into the middle for the wise choice the wise decision and it's moving forward in that direction where you're considering both so this is something from dialectical behavioral therapy dbt if you're familiar with it then you're probably familiar with this the wise mind and the logical mind and the emotional mind and so oftentimes we want to make decisions from our either we're very heavily influenced by our logical mind or thinking mind or Our emotional mind, our intuitive mind, right? Um, When we feel so strongly about something, Right, we care so deeply for the animals that are being mistreated, and we want to adopt one, we want to foster one, we want to take care of it because we love it so, 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 so much. And we want, we don't want to see it suffer, and we want to care for it and love it and tend to it. We have an emotional connection to that. And then now, if we we're to make a decision based solely off of that and not consider the fact that we're actually going to be leaving very soon, we're actually going to be traveling, we're Whatever the case is, we're not considering the rational, logical aspects of this and we just go ahead and we decide to foster this animal or adopt it because we care so deeply for it. We are making a decision based off of our emotional mind, off of our in- – our. I don't even want to say intuition because that's not fully um, congruent with what I'm saying. But we are making it based off of our emotions and how we feel about it and not considering the analytical – component, the logical, rational component of it. And now if we're to make a decision based off of rational and analytics, we might decide to only consider what makes the most amount of sense. We might be like, okay, well, you know, this doesn't make sense for me to I don't know what it is. See this person or go hang out with this friend because this, this, this. Right? And we're getting very rational and logical. Forgive me, I can't come up with an example right now. I think you get the point though. It's very simple. We're making decisions based solely off of rational, but we're not taking into consideration the emotional component too. So the wise choice and the wise decision comes in in the middle And this is where we get to make decisions that honor both sides of us, that honor the rational and honor the emotional. Okay? And so when we are not being influenced by alcohol, we get to make that decision and we never feel regretful or shameful We never feel like it was something that we wish we didn't do because we're not making the decision under the influence of alcohol. We are making it from a coherent, logical, intuitive understanding of ourselves. And when you can make decisions that feel good to your nervous system, to your heart, to your mind, to your body, to your soul, when you make decisions that are wise and consider all aspects of yourself, you are going to be confident and know that you're going to back yourself up 100% of the way. If you're all in on your decisions, you're going to build that confidence muscle because you're going to know, you're going to say, I made this decision considering all various aspects of myself and I am certain of my decision Hence, more confidence. I know that I can make good decisions. I know that I can trust myself to make a good decision, and I can trust myself that this is going to be the right decision. Number three, when you learn to enjoy your own company and get to know yourself, and you lean into the activities and the hobbies. That you truly, truly desire, that you really, really love, you create positive reward pathways in the brain. When you follow your curiosity, when you follow your pleasure, you determine what it is that you like. Not what you think that you are supposed to do. You follow what you like, what you actually want to do. You don't go out and do things because you think that that's what you're supposed to do or that's because what everybody else is doing and that's what society tells you to do. You are doing exactly what it is that you desire to do. You create positive reward pathways in your brain, signaling that you love yourself because you are finally listening to yourself and you get a hit of dopamine. And now again, I'm going to talk about dopamine in another episode because alcohol consumption hijacks our dopamine reward pathways in the brain. It floods us with dopamine and so this is why simple activities like watching the sunset can feel not as enjoyable and this is why in order to really develop your confidence in who you are you need to be sober. This is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. You need to be coming from a place of clarity and non-influence. So when you follow your curiosity, And when you even listen to your inner child and what it is that they desire and what it is that they want to do with their time, which it might be painting, it might be making jewelry, it might be connecting with somebody new, it might be rock climbing or volunteering, it might be hiking alone and having some solitude. It might be playing a game on the beach with your friends. Whatever it is that your inner child wants to actually do for fun, for pure enjoyment, like strictly for the basis of pleasure and enjoyment, when you do that, you are so excited. It is the easiest way to feel confident because you Love yourself enough to do the things that you really, really enjoy. You are not doing something for the purpose of pleasing others or what you think you're supposed to do or seeking validation or being seen or feeling good in what you're wearing. You are doing something based off of the sole intention of wanting to feel good and happy. Your dopamine is going to be through the roof (laughs) and you are going to create this pattern of trusting yourself and feeling confident in your choices. You are going to recognize what it is that you like, what it is that you actually want to do with your time to have fun. And when you see that, when you recognize that, when you do that and implement it into your life, you feel so much more confident. Of course, I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to dance around. I don't care if I look silly. I want to get up and I want to move my body. I want to dance because this is my favorite song. The deep pleasure Fulfillment and enjoyment that comes from listening to that little voice that says, Get up and do this thing that you really want to do. It leaves you feeling so confident in yourself because you've just done something that you actually desire and that feels really good. You're not doing it for anyone else, you're doing it just for yourself and it's fun and it's exciting. And now you've started to work that muscle of knowing yourself and trusting yourself to take action on the things that you really, really want, which all equals confidence. So if there's one thing that you take from this episode, let it be that self-confidence comes from self-knowledge, from knowing exactly who you are as a person and what you like and what you don't like. And also understanding that you are going to change. Understanding that what you like right now might change. What you don't like right now might change. Because change is the only constant. Change is the only thing that's guaranteed in this lifetime. And so the more that you begin to learn yourself and learn who you are at your core and have acceptance for the fact that things will change and you will change, the more you're going to know yourself and the more confident you're going to feel in yourself. I'm going to cap it at that. Short, sweet, and simple. The roosters are going to get louder and I don't want that to be in your ear. I'm sending you all of my love. And if this is something you want to talk about further, you know where to find me. I am open and available for all things sobriety, spirituality, self-worth, self-confidence, relationships, and nervous system healing. Sending you a big hug and I'll talk to you in the next one. Mwah. Bye.